Drive gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the Corpse I Keep podcast. I am your host, Joshua Yannick, and we are here on this beautiful Monday, but it's none other than just some random Monday. It is 4th of July. Happy 4th of July for y'all. I hope you're spending time with family, friends, or even just taking a day to celebrate the holiday. It's meaning and having barbecues and whatever else is going on in your life this Monday. So happy 4th of July for y'all. We have been catching fireworks. Tonight's going to be good fireworks. Hoping to catch them over uh, my family's swimming pool. So hopefully... I'm hopefully that's starting like around 7, 8. Because if you live in Arizona, you know the sun's not going down till 8. 8.30 is like when it gets dark, dark, right? Just because it's summertime. But yeah, I hope you guys are going to be joining your 4th of July. I am pumped. I am excited. I love 4th of July. So without further ado, guys, let's start jumping into today's podcast episode. Um, Due to it being a holiday, I, I normally don't post. But due to the rare, rare occasion of what's happening in NBA right now, I'm going to post a podcast. This is going to be less than an hour just talking about Kyrie Irving, all the news circulating, uh, revolving around him, and then, of course, the Kevin Durant news. Because there's a lot going on. There's a lot that I believe that can be predicted, especially on the Kyrie Irving side. I really do believe that I'm going to get into that in a bit. But first thing is first, let's talk about social media. We're getting busy. I don't suspect any big news breaking on 4th of July. I don't, I don't, I, since today's a holiday, I don't believe so. But you just never know. And at the time of this recording, when this is coming out, nothing has broken. But do not take those as golden holy grail um I words right don't do that because no in my life I say this stuff and then it just contradicts everything it just does the complete opposite the world does complete opposite and it breaks the news right but you guys know where to find us we've been killing on social media lately just with getting all the news out having conversations with you guys and giving you detailed reports within 250 or less characters I don't even know how it's possible. But yeah, we've been setting up polls and everything. We're going to get to some Kyrie Irving polls in a bit. Have not done for Kevin Durant that much. Phoenix Suns, yes, but we're not going to get to those polls. Um, but yeah, speaking about Twitter, you can find us on Twitter at Courtside Heat. Um, that's our main one. That's the only one I'm going to recommend right now because that's the only one that we care for because... Unlike Instagram and Facebook, we need to attach a photo or it's just mainly for older folks. Um, yeah, pretty much for older folks, community people, stuff like that. Politic groups, groups of all kind. We're more focusing on Twitter where it's always sports, it's trending, it's happening. And we pretty much own the free agency, meaning... We own Twitter's hashtag NBA Free Agency because when you click on that, especially Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday, I've not been checking on it that much. It is legit all me. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, I'm checking on it right now. Like, when you see it, Corte Heat is just raging. Like, you got, you got some guys in here. Yeah, you got some guys, but then here's me. Here's me. Yeah, this is just, yeah, majority of it's me. So if you guys go to hashtag NBA for agency, 
most likely you will see Quartz Heat just absolutely blowing up right there. So again, guys, Twitter.com slash Quartz Heat, or just go to the app at Quartz Heat, and boom, bada, bang, you're there. Also, guys, as always, uh, we're, we've been asking for support through Patreon. If you guys want to give through patreon.com slash heat, you can. I'm going to leave that link down below. I believe that, it would, well, I don't believe it would be really generous if you guys could because it helps us just make more content through podcasts, through articles, through keeping up with social media, different aspects of that everything else involved with that so it would help if you guys can give us three dollars i'm not asking per month i'm not asking for a large amount of money before courts of heat and continue with to grow and to develop it to this mega star uh platform or not really platform but site i would truly truly appreciate if you guys did give us a free dollar tip it would mean the world and and just uh, spread some of that joy if you want, if you want to call it that. I call it an early bonus for me, okay? So with all of that being said, let's jump right into uh, the first news. And I'm, I'm going to start off with Kyrie Irving, the Kyrie Irving news, because he's been circulating in the news. Uh, we've been wrapped up with Kevin Durant, but remember... The Nets, who recently were forced into him opting into his player option, which I think was like 30 some odd million dollars. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. So he's there. He's there. They don't want to trade him. Well, that's what the perceived notion was. Now, they're going to they're gonna potentially trade him. How so? Well, most likely, it's going to be with a few teams. You see, most commonly, you have with the Lakers, right? But you see, the Mavericks, 76ers, and the Lakers are all interested in acquiring Kyrie Irving. His trade stock has gone up. For teams, well, when he gave them the list, they didn't know some of those guys were not reachable. The Lakers were reachable. Now you add two more guys on there. That is huge. And so I've been breaking it down a little bit, giving my thoughts on it. And I wanted to do it officially for the podcast for this tiny little episode. But it's centered between the Lakers and the Nets. Right? It's centered around Kyrie Irving and Russell Westbrook. Now, you know for the past two months or maybe even more, how long the duration is, does not matter. LeBron James has been pushing hard for this. Kyrie Irving said, well, if I was still with LeBron, if I was still with Cleveland, we would be winning more championships. He was praising LeBron. He was saying, we're going to hash this out. We've been hashing it out. So, differences aside, basketball mode locked in. And this has been something LeBron James has been pushing. Because if you get Kyrie Irving, it would be a huge upgrade over Russell Westbrook. That huge disappointment. Because, remember, I said this a few weeks ago. Russell Westbrook is just an egotistical stat stuffing player that's made money through conning teams. Pretty much, that's been his entire career. Now, can it be argued that his best years were in OKC with Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, and James Harden? Yes, that is debatable. You can make a fine argument. However, outside of that, he's been a bum like the Rockets, like the Wizards, when he's part of those teams, or when he's part of even like the Lakers, he's a bum. His true colors are showing. His true basketball skills are showing. He's just an absolute elite bum. Thank you. Many rants over. But it's between those two guys. Now, before I get into why I believe this is a done deal trade, I'm going to get into some of the... Uh, Minor, minor details. So, the Nets want to offload Joe Harris because of his extreme contract. Makes sense. Why? 
because you have a guy on a two-year contract still worth a lot of money. And when that stall broke down, it's like, oh, we got to deal with this guy? Come on. Because while Joe Harris is good, he's limited. And when a guy is limited in the, in the skills that he has, it's like, eh, not the best, right? So, they're trying to center around the two athletes. But there's great optimism. And here's the thing. They, the Nets want to get rid of Joe Harris. He still has big numbers attached to his name. While good, they want to dump his contract. His contract has remaining two years, $38.6 million left on the deal. Secondly, they want to get tons of draft picks. They want to be compensated with draft picks like you can't believe. It appears that they want to be draft heavy through the potential trading of both Kyrie Evan, and Kevin Durant. For Brooklyn, the draft is everything. They want to have draft capital city. They want to be showered with draft picks. Like they want to offload contracts, and they want to get that draft assets going. They want those picks. They just do. Now, those are their early on demands. But while those are the Nets' early on demands, you have to think of the Lakers, the Lake Show. Their demands, their plans are different. In their mind, it's different. They will trade Westbrook. That's undeniable. They will do that. They want to. They've been trying to get rid of Westbrook for the longest time since the past NBA trade deadline. The last we heard of that was when it was almost successful between John Wall and Russell Westbrook. Uh, between the Rockets and Lakers, but no, that fell for it. It just did not work for the Lakers. But the Lakers, instead of wanting Joe Harris, they don't want to obtain the contract Joe Harris, which makes sense. Instead, they want Seth Curry, who is on an expiring contract, is more uh, is a more desirable player than Harris. My feeling on it is that the money aspect is the clear difference of who is cost-effective and who isn't, who the Lakers want more. Plus, you, plus, Seth Curry isn't worth that much value terms, so you can obviously re-sign to like a two-year, $15 million deal. Way less than Joe Harris. And he has a... And Chiz Bear, statistically speaking, Seth Curry's better beyond, beyond deep in three-point territory. He has a better game than Joe Harris. While I respect Joe Harris and I like Joe Harris, Curry ships better. Uh, if you do not know who Seth Curry is, that is Stephen Curry's brother. Uh, maybe he could be older or younger. I don't know, and I don't care. But he's on the Brooklyn Nets. But it feels like every six months, Seth Curry's name is brought up in the trade. But this could be for the best. You can get out of Brooklyn, go to sunny L.A., boom, bada, bang. You could try to be... I don't even know if they're going to be playoff contenders, but, right, they're the Lakers. But, that's where it's at. So, you have one side where it's like, well, we, we, we don't want Joe Harris. I like, will give a Westbrook, but we don't want Joe Harris. We actually want Seth Curry. Now, we don't know if Joe Harris and Seth Curry will both go, or going to be one or the other, because we don't know if Seth Curry's going to go. So, I don't know. It's expiring contract. It's going to be very, very interesting. But the thing that brought my attention is that the Lakers are hoping to convert Russell Westbrook and possibly future draft compensation into Irving or some other combination of players to help return a team to top attention after disappointing 2021-22 season. Again, that's why LeBron wants him, because he knows that Kyrie is a good basketball player. Sure, he may be different with his opinions, but on the basketball court, he's electrifying. He's unique. He's just a star that's just been shining bright since 2015-2016, after they won that championship, and during that championship run with LeBron. 
right? It was Kyrie Irving that pretty much was sealing up that game with a clutch three-pointer, three-point shot, then LeBron getting the block. I remember that to this day. I was a Warriors fan. Well, I was torn, but I just did not know. I was not expecting the uh, Warriors to lose, right? I was expecting the Cavs to win, the Cavaliers to lose. Not right. It's a whole thing. But, so it makes sense. They went back to top contention. They won 80, Kyrie, and LeBron. All right there. All right there. The new big three. Because Westbrook, not working. Now they want to see if Kyrie can work. Because they're trying here. They really are trying. to get some work. Because they had one failed season. Now they want to come back with vengeance. And they want to make it the postseason. Uh, top contention's a little far. But second rounder, probably. Now. I said before, where in the world are we getting the news that this deal is done? Um, that, well, we don't have to think anymore about this deal. And I'm sorry, I'm just unplugging my phone. I believe this deal is done. You guys can call me a conspiracy theorist. You guys can call me crazy. You can say I'm reading into this too much. To be honest, I don't care. I just don't care. Why? Because I know I'm right. Or I'm just completely wrong and I'm reading too much into it. Either way, I still believe I'm right and that everyone else is wrong. With that being said, Kyrie Irving, and the news just came out yesterday sometime in the afternoon, whatnot, it does not matter, but it came out yesterday, that Irving bought... A $3.7 million home in Los Angeles. I find that no coincidence. To be honest, guys, it's like, look, no one's going to get fooled by that. No one's going to get fooled by that. You A day after, a day or two after the Kyrie-Russell Westbrook news break, or that a trade it could be eminent, that could be upon us, that could be for real, there's great optimism this happening. Come on. You can't make that up. Then he buys a home in Los Angeles. Like, really? Really? The team that's been wanting you for the past two weeks? A team that's been interested in you since opting in? Come on. That, that make no mistake, Kyrie's going to the Lakers. When you buy a home already, you already know the outcome. Because you don't say, well, I'm just going to buy an L.A. home because I just like L.A. No, you're doing that for a greater reason, for a greater cause. And I believe that this is just setting up for the news to announce. Kyrie traded to the Lakers. Westbrook traded to the depleting, failing, rebuilding Nets. Pretty much something like that. And no, I'm not angry. Just telling the truth. So then... I ask you guys a simple question. I think this is on the fur. That should be yesterday. Okay, it is. Oh, it's been long. It's been a long day. We aren't getting the day started. I can't remember what days it is anymore. Even though today's July 4th. 4th of July. That's the holiday. I can't remember that was yesterday. Anyways, I asked a bunch of you guys, if Kyrie were to come to the Lakers today, how would you feel? I gave four options. Depressed, excited, mixed feelings, champions mentality. Um, I'm gonna start with the highest percentage to work down to the lowest. 39.6% of y'all said excited. 29.2% of y'all said champions mentality. 22.9% of y'all said mixed feelings, and 8.3% of y'all said depressed. For the 8.3% of people that said depressed, I hope you were joking or you legit just cried. I just threw you into a spiral of depression and anxiety that your team's going to get worse. But here's the thing. Um, I, I like this one guy who said I should have put in the option. Because I should have said instead of like depressed, I should have just put who cares because they still won't make the playoffs. I find that amazing. But here's the thing. I got to let these Laker fans... Have a little bit of hope. They gotta have something to cling on to. 
Otherwise, you're going to see 95% of them click on the press. So you got to have some sort of hope. But yeah, I thought that was funny because they have no shot of the postseason. Let's be honest. If Kyrie goes, then yeah. But right now in their current state, no. And even then, he still got uh, Street Clothes Davis or Fragile Glassman Davis. I don't know. The guy is always injured. He spends more time on social media and on the bench than he does on the actual court playing. An actual game that matters. Right? I'm pretty sure he plays more 2K or more video games than he has on the court. I don't know that to be true. I don't know that to be true. I'm just saying that. Speculating. But yeah, I found that interesting because majority of you guys found that exciting. Majority of you guys found that as a champion mentality to say, hey, we're going to win a championship. Bite us. Pretty much what you guys are saying. And I would put myself in the excited slash champions mentality because I can't see that. Maybe not in the first season that y'all come together for a big free. But it would be interesting coming second and third. Because you know once Kyrie comes, they're going to ink him up to a huge contract going off that player option. Or he could just walk off, walk after one season. And also, I'm going to try to pull this up real quick because I found this funny in a way. Um, I think Boston fans are still mad. Uh, I'm trying to find them. Scrolling through my feed because I, I thought this was funny. I think this was earlier yesterday morning. Or was it? Where, where was it? I made a whole tweet. Okay, guys. I, I may have just been dreaming that tweet or something because I legit can't find it. But I think Boston News is just still so bitter about... I think Celtics fans in general are just so bitter about Kyrie dismantling that team, just leaving that team high and dry. Yeah, I can't find it. I don't... I, never, I really don't care. Yeah, I can't find it. Listen to the sound of my voice. Yeah, I can't find it. It's boring. Never mind. Uh, I guess I never did anything. Oh, well. Uh, regardless of that, that's pretty much the Kyrie Irving news. I think Kyrie's going to go to the Lakers. Um, why, buy, why else would you buy a home in L.A.? After news publicly breaks about you wanting about a trade going to happen in L.A. Between L.A. and Brooklyn. Well, I got to sit down. Oh, my knees. It's been, it's been very, very, very interesting. Oh, got a very interesting setup here in the studio. I was standing because it's all oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to be fine because. I'm going to feel more out of it, more whatnot, just not just wanting to stand. Yeah, I'm wanting to sit now because it just works. So hopefully you guys do not hear me shifting around too much because I, I can't do anything about that. So, yeah. Try to find a really good explanation. I just couldn't. But long story short for y'all, that is pretty much where I'm at with Kyrie Irving. Um, I think he's going to perform well. I think he's going to do well. Honestly, guys, I, I want to be too upset about this. Sure, you'll have mixed feelings because, like, well, what's going to happen? How will this team bond? Will everything between Kyrie and LeBron work? Well, figuring that Kyrie's being pursued and sought after by LeBron that says a lot since Kyrie was hyping up LeBron in interviews and podcasts and whatnot. I say to squash their beef, and now they're ready to win championships. Or at least win a playoff series. Because that's actually something LeBron James and Kyrie Irving has in common from last season. Both didn't win a playoff series. Both were lackluster, right? The Nets had a collapse, the Lakers had a collapse, T 
teams are trying to figure each other out, and there's just strife within each organization. So, guys have similarities here. They really, really do. So, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a cool opportunity for Kyrie. I'm calling it that Kyrie is going to the Lakers. I do not have any mock trades on this yet because I actually have to put, sit down and put together what it will look like financially, what the draft stats will be for both teams, uh, players to give up and give in. That's pretty, uh, it's pretty much the same stuff I meant to put in. Give up and give in is pretty much the same stuff. Same, same, same name. Just a bit. But yeah, you have to give up, and we have to give up and just put in right. So I'm excited, but I think Kyrie since buying a home, and if this report's true, there's no reason why he's not going to I Yeah, there's just no way. They buys a home in LA just to either one. Oh hey, by the way, um, I I'm not coming. What I just want to do is to have more homes. That'd be really funny and also really really depressing. But yeah, long story short, guys, that's why. Oh here we go. Um, I found that I found the article from yesterday morning. Um, I respond to the Boston Globe by saying Boston fans are still upset with Kyrie Irving or Kyrie because they said, and I quote, Kevin Durant put his faith in Kyrie Irving. How'd that work out? But they're still upset. Yeah. There are guys freaking out in the comments too. Uh, Boston fans are still upset. Boston fans are still crying out. Because they're like, well, well, why did you put your faith in Kyrie? We put our faith in Kyrie. Look how that turned out. Look how, like, they're probably sobbing as they do that. They're probably legit tears. They're eating ice cream as they're riding up because they still can't get over the fact that Kyrie left and they made the postseason and the NBA Finals. Like, they're, I think Boston fans are still, I think they're still upset with Kyrie so much that they're more upset about Kyrie leaving and just breaking their hearts than losing in the NBA Finals. Because you really had no shot against the Warriors, how they were playing in the NBA Finals. That entire season anyways. But you knew of Kyrie, you had his shot. So you really just ripping their hearts out, but yeah. Boston fans, not allowed to go on that. They're angry. I'm surprised they didn't try going after him like he was like Frankenstein like with the pitchforks to fire and trying to go after him like he was some sort of monster that didn't deserve to even breathe the same air as them. I, I don't know. Boston fans are crazy. Um, they're definitely bringing different energy. They're a whole different mood. Um. And some people say they're bringing a different vibe to them, right? Yeah, Boston Globe won't get over it. Fans won't get over it. Like, oh, I'm going to make... I'm sorry if you guys can hear me clicking and typing. I'm just going to do some quick stuff real quick. With Kyrie. I just want to see the last time he played for Boston. What was it, 2018 or something? Yeah, 2017, 2018. Look, guys weren't that interesting. You guys should. You guys were like, oh, well, he's. Why didn't he just stay? Could have been with all of his great success. Would not have worked out that way. Jalen Brown and uh, Jace Tatum would not have worked out that way. All these guys, like, it would have been so much different. Drafting would have been different. Free agent signing, trade, it would all have been different. Their perspective, just how they think about, it, would have been different. So, if he would have stuck around with the Celtics, I, I don't know. Wow, I just realized this. Kyrie has never played a full season. The last time he's played 70 or more games was back in 2016. Huh. Oh, well. 
still the best. Uh, yeah, I found that I found that interesting. I'm gonna try to stop clicking now because that can just come through the mic perfectly. But yeah, um, that was the Kyrie Irving news. Yeah, it was exciting. Kyrie, Kevin Durant's more exciting in terms of news and what's going on. But Kyrie's really exciting. Kyrie's still one of my top favorite players. But we already know he's gonna go to the Lakers because why buy a home in Los Angeles a few days a, a day after everything publicly comes out about the Lakers and that's working on a trade? Sure, it may take a few more days, but you know if you're already getting comfy in LA that you're going to LA, right? It just works out that way. Now, getting away from Kyrie, let's go over to the other side, the other player. That's been making the Nets' lives a living nightmare. That is Kevin Durant, the goat, the unicorn, the guy that just strikes fear in every opponent's heart, even the team he plays on. Kevin Durant. We already broke this down in the last podcast episode with different mock trades and just trying to see what was best, what was not best. Um, just looking at different aspects of it, trying to understand it more. Going through the rhythms and what they were trying to do, pretty much Saturday. Took off Sunday, so Saturday, yeah. Just looking at all the Kyrie Irving stuff. We went for all that stuff. I'm not going to reiterate that. If you guys want to know, I put the podcast episode down below. I should have chopped it up, should have chopped up that segment. So you guys have to listen to the full hour, hour and ten minutes. But I don't care. Still a great podcast episode. I recommend you guys listening to it. But the moral story is, Kyrie, uh, Kevin Durant is being pursued by the Heat Suns, Manly Suns. There's things happening. I put mock trades out there. Perfect boom by the bang. Let's roll on with this Independence Day edition of the podcast with some KD news for my Valley Proud uh, Phoenix Suns fans. Dang, that was really hard for me to say. Uh, okay. So it's not just the Phoenix Suns. It's just not the Phoenix Suns anymore. You now have several teams. I'm going to roll through this in the order I have it in. So let's do this. The Timberwolves. So teams are coming up. These are not the guys that have the best shots. I'm going to get up to my updated rankings that many people liked and didn't like. But I'll get to that in a minute. But the Timberwolves are unwilling to trade big counter Anthony Edwards to acquire Kevin Durant. That makes sense. That makes sense because the Timberwolves don't want to give up their roster just to gut it. Just to get one player. The Nets want to fall for that unless they're getting one of those two guys right. So Timberwolves are most likely out. Plus they made it to the postseason. Last season. And wouldn't it make sense for them to do all of that just to deconstruct around one guy to potentially get? Because you don't want to burn the bridge with those two. Like saying, oh, we have Kevin Durant, you can kick rocks. That would be really bad, and that's just not going to be how the front office of Minnesota is going to work. So you have that. So I honestly do not expect Timberwolves to be in the running. They're not even my top five. I believe the Nuggets have a better chance. But then the Timberwolves, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Boston. Uh, believe it or not, if we're going to do what ifs. We're going to play the what if game if we're really down for that. If Boston won to make a run for Durant, the Celtics would revolve it around Jalen Brown Marcus Smart. Which would make sense because they're looking to trade, or rumors were speculating the past NBA trade deadline about Marcus Smart moving off of him. After eight loyal seasons of that time. Other than Jalen Brown. You got Malcolm Brogdon. A better, more efficient, real, true deal. Real deal. Whatever you want to use. To describe him positively. Positively as a playmaker. You got Malcolm Brogdon. So if you trade Jalen Brown. It's not the worst thing. Still got a good shooter. And shooter. Defender. And a playmaker in Malcolm Brogdon, which they didn't give up too much for. 
sure it was a a handful of picks and guys, but nothing too significant things go besides the picks. But yeah, if Boston wanted to, they could. Um, I would slide Boston into my updated rankings, but just going off my tweet, I I have the Nuggets at five, but I'll probably swap that with Boston, and I'm gonna update it this morning to after the podcast episode releases, right? But if Boston wanted to make a legit real deal run, they could. They just have to sacrifice Jalen Brown, Mark Smart, and a lot of draft picks. And you know that's going to have to come in through the years like 2023, 2025, 2027, 2029. A lot of pick swaps and maybe sending over some cash. I, I don't know what the case may be. I don't know what the case may be. All I know is that if Boston wanted to make a run, that's what it's going to have to be. And pick swaps and Durant would probably be it. And it wouldn't even like be good, but like at least favorable. Wouldn't be anything good. It's not like, oh hey, we're gonna go with Durant. Here's water protected, here's a top free protected. No, they're not gonna do that. Why? Because well they're not an idiot. Oh Sean Marks already blew his chances with this team. He's a horrible GM trying to just how do you let Harden on paper Harden Durant carry walk? All potential walk. One of you guys were already gone. You got Ben Simmons. He hasn't even played yet. I don't know if he is. He's probably going to request another trade or cite mental illness or so. I, I don't know. Or, I, I, I don't know. Back injuries, illness. Like, I, I don't know. Mental. I, I don't know. I just don't know. Hopefully Ben Simmons does play soon. Because if not, that would be a really bad investment for the Nets. And it just makes the track record of Sean Marks even worse. Um, you guys want to see a reunion between Durant and the Warriors? That's highly unlikely. Draymond, Kyrie, uh, I'm sorry, not Kyrie, go my uh, Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry are not pressing the front office. It's not pressing anyone to say, hey, how do you get back Kyrie, uh, Kevin Durant? Durant's been amazing when he was here. He won us a championship. He was there for the run. We were there. We were chemistry building, championship winning teams, contenders, whatever. Well, no one's really pushing that. It's a great idea. They're, they'll embrace it. They'll be open to the idea. But here's the thing, guys. It's just most likely not going to happen. It's highly unlikely. That's how I see things. That's how it's been rumored and reported. That's what pretty much I've been hearing. So that's pretty much how it's going to be in the news cycle. Just not going to happen. They're comfortable. They don't want to have to give up the likes of like Jordan Poole. They want to have to give up that because why? What would be the point? You're pretty much going to give up all your future guys for a guy that could win now, maybe for a title. They're, they're, they already won a title with these guys. Right, so she's very highly unlikely. They want to keep if they want to keep it with the current roster because the new guys that they got is working out, especially Jordan Poole. They want to keep with the old guys too. They just don't want to keep switching things in and out, which makes complete sense. It just does. It just does. Uh, now before we get to the Raptors, I'm gonna do the Heat first. So, the only way Durant plays for Miami is if Butler, Adebayo, and Lowry are still on the team. So, pretty much, you know is going to be because you can't trade him. Butler, maybe. I could see him being traded for Durant. It's some pick swaps and picks, right? I could see him staying too. Lowry, I don't see those all three of those guys staying. Could the net, could the Heat have a chance? Yes, but I would I would think the Raptors have a better chance than, um, than the Heat. To be honest, I don't think the Heat have enough because they would they would have to give up Tyler Hero. They would have to give up Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, one to two Lowry, one to two. A lot of draft picks. It it just would not be good for them. It would actually hurt them more. I don't believe it's worth it. I truly don't. 
So that's something I would stand, stay clear of. I wouldn't try to force that because if you try forcing that, it's going to be all bad. I truly do believe that. Like, without fail, I believe that. It just depends how much they view Kevin Durant. But I think in the running, they're closing out to be almost out. Depending on how everyone looks at it. So, in short, no. Durant's not going to be going to Miami Heat. I don't think he is. That's my personal opinion. So, Miami, I'm going to roll him out. Now, what? let's get to the Raptors. The Raptors have been climbing up the ranks. DraftKings, I'm going to pull up this stat real quick. It's not really a stat, but it's going to pull. So, it was reported by Evan Sidery. Sidery? I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his last name. Sidery? Sidery? Evan. Yes, Evan. That's his first name. So, it was reported by Evan um, that odds were updated on Kevin Durant's next team per DraftKings. Suns are, are staying at a minus 130. So, Suns are at one for minus 130. Raptors are at plus 300. Nets are at plus 1,000. Heat are at plus 1,000. That's the four guys. Those are the four guys. And it's actually really funny. Because, I'm going to be honest. So, before I get to my power rings, this is the same day, July 1st, at 4.21 p.m. That's when Evan came out with these updated power, um, with these updated odds. I, I've not been paying attention to that. But at 11.47 a.m., July 1st, my updated power rankings of teams that could get or retain Kevin Durant was this. And it was ranking in five, but it was Suns, Raptors, Nets, Heat. The Nuggets. So I pretty much predicted the odds. Not saying it was going to be odds because I just like putting in a list who's going to be first, second, third, fourth, or last, who has the most realistic chances. But I pretty much am predicting right now where it's going to go. So I pretty much plenty updated power rankings where we're going to be at, which is pretty impressive when you think about it. Like, it really, really is. When when you break it down, I'm able to do that within five hours. Pretty impressive. Not to toot my own horn, I'm just saying that's pretty impressive. Huh. And even when it was different, and I had Suns, Nets, Heats, Raptors, Nuggets, and I was at 10.57. The reason why I updated that 50 minutes later, because I had a feeling the Raptors were going to skyrocket and just reading while I was reading and then saying, well, the Heat really don't have a chance. The Nets, that's more slim. Nuggets, I'm keeping them at five, so I wanted five teams. I couldn't think of anyone else until I was reading the Boss Celtics. And I was just throwing in a 15 for fun, so I was really only taking the top four. Fifth, couldn't care less for. Um, but four teams. I knew the Raptors were going to surpass the Heat and the Nets. It was always going to come down to the Suns and the Heat. So I find that very impressive that at 11.47 a.m., I'm able to predict Suns, Raptors, Nets, Heat. And that is before Evan could post five, less than five hours later at 4.21 p.m. Same day, which was yesterday. Um, just to put that out as DraftKings. Because why I said it, because this is why I said in the tweet, updated rankings of teams that can get or prem or premises or retain Kevin Durant. I gave the list: number one, Suns; number two, Raptors; number three, Nets; number four, Heat; number five, Nuggets. Again, Nuggets were just a throwaway. I could just cut them with the top four, but I was just throwing in a wild card just for fun. Not as a dark horse, but just for some for fun. And I said this below in a small paragraph. Toronto is closing the gap as they are legit contenders to get KD now. Should scare fans yet? No, but keep an eye out on them. They come in with an offer. That is legit. And here's a trade. Here's a mock trade that I found online. I can't remember who it was from, but I believe it was from a Toronto Raptor site. 
I believe it was Raptors Rapture, Ra uh, Raptors Rapture, Dark Hawk. I believe that's who came out with it. And you knew it was going to have to be a song like this. But while the Raptors have the assets, it will be a total gutting of the team. They at least have to give up OG Anobi, Fred VanVleet, and draft picks from 2023. Pretty much selling their future, present, and core guys developed since the beginning of their time in Toronto. Now, I made a modification. They, RaptorsRapture.com said Scotty Barnes. I don't believe Scotty Barnes is going to go. I actually believe Scotty Barnes is untouchable in a potential trade, most likely. I believe that unequivocal. I believe that unequivocal. Shadow down my mind. Why? Because I believe that you got this guy. You're not gonna get rid of the young 20 year old, somewhat 20 year old, for an aging Durant that's gonna be retiring within the next few years. Now, Kevin Durant is to go. He's the unicorn. He can do all things offensively and defensively. And I would give up Scotty Barnes. I just don't think it would make sense because it's not costing you that much. And OJ Nobi's been around the rumor mill. Not so much Fred Van Fleet, but I would give up those two guys in 2023-2029 draft picks and make some draft swaps, pick swaps, to get the best player in the game right now, top five player in the league right now, especially as the GOAT, as a future Hall of Famer. I truly do believe that. So, with all of that being said, in conclusion, overall, whatever word you want to use, Scotty Barnes is untouchable in my eyes. Could that change? Yes, but right now in my mind he's untouchable. Because it wouldn't make sense. Now, would you rather have Fred Van Vliet over Scotty Barnes? Maybe. OJ and Obi you can live about. Draft picks you can live about. Just depends how you view your draft picks. Which gets really interesting. Now, um, could the Raptors make a play? Yes and no. I believe the Suns have depth. And the Suns were making all these different minimum contract signings like Damian Lee, uh, Josh Okogie, um, Bismack Biombo, and the other guy. I'm, why am I blinking? I know it's four guys. Lee. First move, Bismack, Sasha Kogi, oh, and Jack Lindell. Jack Lindell, I'm sorry. These are just minimum contract guys that are not even cost over $3 million. They're going to cost below $3 million for the year or however long their contracts are. But here's my deal with the Suns and Raptors the Suns have more draft picks and pick swaps they can do with the Nets. They can give them more assets through a freeway trade, potentially with the uh, with the Jazz for uh, DeAndre Ayn. They can give them more all-star caliber players where they're still not gutting their team. They can give out whatever they want. It would still make sense for them. They have better talented players that the Nets would seek. They could get different assets from different teams for like a freeway trade like with the Jazz. They could pull that over, send all those guys, send all those assets, all pretty much repackaging that, just redirecting it to the Nets. It would work. They could do that. And that is why I'm going to bleed it over to my, uh, my mock trades because I believe that you can do it without sacrificing Mikkel Bridges and uh, Cam Johnson. Now, you'll have to give up a lot, but that's fine. Because here's the thing. Nets can get Donovan Mitchell, right? That would work out perfectly. I was talking to guys about it. I was talking to people about this. Why won't you give up Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to be in Utah anymore. Now, these mock jury trades are not going to have Donovan Mitchell in it. But my previous one... And I'm going to try to pull this up. I'm sorry if you guys can hear my clicking. Uh, July 1st, I made I made this. I made this one. Boom. I made this one where the Suns get Kevin Durant, Mike Connolly, 
and four first rounders. Okay, and I gave the Nets Mikel uh, Bridges, Landry Shaman, Donovan Mitchell, and four first rounders. And I then I gave the Jazz uh, Joe Harris, Cameron Payne, DeAndre Ayton, and two draft picks, one second rounder, one first. That would be sufficient for the Nets. It would be. Because every team is saving when it comes to cap impact. They're getting talented, but the Nets are able to get their All-Stars, get two caliber All-Stars. And then a, some of a decent shooting guard for not bad contract for four years left on a deal. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I believe we have to consider that on a lot of levels. So when you're considering that, that's why I put on July 1st, a few days ago, three days ago. But now I'm going to take a look at this. That, that would, that's what I'm saying. The Suns have more flexibility. The Raptors couldn't do that. The Raptors couldn't do that. They couldn't say, well, here, here's a four-way trade. I'll do all of this. I'll redirect it here. You'll get more combining my all-star with their all-star. You have still guys you don't have to rebuild off of. And now you can still have a formidable, a really good team that you could probably take to the postseason with you. But now I'm going to do something where this is not to involve Donovan Mitchell, Mikhail Bridger's campaign. This is still success. So the Suns would get two players of four picks. It would be Kevin Durant, Mike Conley, and four first rounders. But the 2026 first rounder would be more favorable protected. That was sent over by the Jazz. And the 2028 first round would be the least favorable protected. Why? Because in the Nets, I gave them two players five draft picks. The fifth draft pick, which is in 2028 first rounder, I'm swapping. That's a pick swap. So I'm giving that the more I'm giving the Nets the more favorable one, or giving the Suns the least favorable one, if that makes sense. But I'm giving them Jay Crowell and Shaman in 2025, 2027, 2029, 2023 first rounders. So you're still getting an all-star caliber player with a decent contract that is expiring and a decent player, so it kind of works. So if the okay, I'm saying if the Nets are actually gonna budge, and they're like, okay, they will ease up on that. We're just gonna take the two decent players that have proven it for the most part, and there's a all-star caliber player with a championship pedigree like Jay Crowder. So you can't deny that. So okay, you have that going. You have the five draft picks. It's working out. So that would work for the Nets. Understand how I told you if that makes sense to you guys. But then for the Jazz, they would gain three players in one pick. So then you would get Derek Sardik, which you would waive. Kara Payne, you're pretty much getting for cheaper just by sending him over Mike Connolly to the Suns. And DeAndre Ayton, which is the young center they want to replace Rudy Gobert with. But then, of course, making a pick swap where the Suns of 2026 would get the more favorable first rounder protected. But that while the Jazz would get the 2026 first round that is the least favorable and which will be protected. I find that a very good trade. Here is the second one I did who ships between the Suns and the Nets. Um, Kevin Durant and 2028 first rounder, which was the least favorable protected, would go to the Suns by the Nets. Then the Nets would get three players of five uh, picks, which would include Darius Sarjic, Mikael Bridges, Landry Shaman, and five draft picks, excuse me, where the 2028 first rounder was more favorable protected. And I wasn't trying to, pardon me, trying to go all sophisticated all these different draft picks. Well, will this be lottery protected? Will it be top three protected? Will be second round protected for it doesn't matter, just whatever the case may be. I was just doing a but draft uh draft pick swaps because I could and that would make the most sense. So that understanding, I'm like, okay, so they're getting all the draft picks, four first rounders and a pick swap. That works. They're able to get a decent player. They can wave a player player if they want, or if they want to keep the versatile big. 
They keep the movement shooter. They keep the stationary shooter, all-star caliber player, Mikel Bridges, which is a great defender. He's an Iron Man. It works. He's never missed a game in his NBA or college career playing as a professional basketball player. So that works. That would be a good deal. And now we can keep the Andre Inferior. We could just do it. Because now DA can say, okay, wait a minute. But that probably would not entice him as much. But, hey, you take the glass. We could play with Kevin Durant, and you have Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker. That would be really, really nice. You have a top four. And, of course, Cameron Johnson. And, of course, keeping all the smaller guys. But the reason why the Suns, I'm just going to pay, I'm just going to pull up the trade uh, pool now. I'm sorry if you guys can hear my mouse, but doing this on my computer, if you've not been able to recognize uh, I asked a yes, no, or quit reading in the sings question or answers type thing. I asked, do you think the Suns are gearing up for the KD trade or a big acquisition by making smaller moves for decent players? 78.6% of y'all said yes, 21.4% of y'all said no, and 0% of y'all said quit reading in the sentence. I put that out July, July 2nd. Why? Because I wanted to say, okay, wait a minute. They're making all these different moves. They're acquiring with the Hawks. They're picking up different guys. Minimum contracts. Resigned, they re-signed Busy. Could this be something bigger? Because I figured with the second, they could try to make a big acquisition by having DA take less if he's willing. So that would work. You get Kevin Durant. It makes it more formal. Than DeAndre is more happy, maybe. Because it would work. Because they... He's like, oh, wait a minute, maybe we can win a championship. I take a little less money than the max, but then we reconvene afterwards. That would work. In theory. I still think DA gets moved, but in, in a world which I think that works, maybe DA can stay. So that would be something because if teams, well, you know the Jazz are interested, but let's say you can't get that fulfilled. Can't come make that come to fruition. And then if you is able to persuade DA to take less, yeah, like 20, 30 million dollars less, or something like that. Boom, bada, bang. You can now get him. You have a top five starting lineup. Come on, no one's going to pass that up. And no one's going to pass that up. So, with that being said, you got to think about that. And that's pretty much on the Kevin Durant side of things. That's pretty much it on the Kyrie Irving side of things. And we're pretty much wrapping up around that one hour mark. Three minutes out or less than three minutes out to the one hour mark. Um, but I'm super excited, guys. I think these trades can happen. I've been speculating on this for, like, forever. I really have been. It's crazy how much research I've been putting into this. How many mock trades. I legit spent my entire Sunday morning doing these different mock trades. I'm going to start getting the Kyrie-Westbrook trades going. I'm going to release that in the afternoon tomorrow before, whenever I feel like it, or whatever I'm doing with my family. Because remember, it's 4th of July. I'm not going to be so heavy on Twitter. I want you guys to spend time, take some time, deplug from social media, enjoy 4th of July, and just, I'm excited, man. I love 4th of July. Because it's just, it's just about freedom, man. Think about it. It's freedom of this country. Because this country is the greatest country in the world. The most freedom-given country in the world. What? Are you going to choose China as the more freedom-given country? No. Um, who else? No one. No one. So it's I'm very blessed to be in America. 
It's great to be in the United States able to do what I do. So I'm going to enjoy the 4th of July by celebrating it, hanging with family, and just living the good, give, living the good life God gave me and what America has provided me since I've been born into this country. Just give me the opportunity to make a great killing for this business. Give me the opportunity to work hard for my dreams. And yeah, I'm just going to keep keep celebrating it. And just, yeah, I'm going to have a great time. I hope you guys have a great time for 4th of July. And without further ado, guys, I will see you maybe Tuesday? I don't know. I'll let you guys know on Twitter. Maybe, maybe not. It just depends if anything big happens. It just depends. It just depends whatever happens. If something big happens or something in the agency lines goes, I'll report it. I'll be here. I'll put something going on. But yeah. Uh, with all that being said, I'll probably see you guys Tuesday. Or I'll drop mini segments throughout the week. Or I'll just see you guys for our next podcast episode, which is Friday. Until then, guys, I kick y'all off on Monday, Tuesday, and I send y'all off on Friday, Saturday. Until then, uh, check out the newsletter that comes out Sunday, Wednesday. Um, it'll be kicking off this Wednesday. I'm excited. Until then, have a great 4th of July. And yeah, I'll see you guys here Tuesday or throughout the week with those mini segments. See y'all later.